0: SAFM Sports SAFM Good evening to you. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. I am Brad Brown. It's good to be with you once again. Half an hour of non-stop sporting action coming your way between now and 7 o'clock. We'll find out exactly what went wrong for the proteas in the final session at Newlands today. We'll also get the latest from the Apsa Cape Epic. We'll hear from the Bafana Bafana squads uh, after their win against Angola yesterday. Uh, looking ahead to Saturday's final in that Four Nations tournament. And hopefully you'll be able to hear from... Uh, uh, Saskok and uh, Samram Sammy before the end of this evening's show as well. But let's start with stories making news headlines, and uh, we start with a story of the Pro tears. They won the toss earlier and elected to bat at Stumps. They reached 266 for 8, that after they were 220 for 2 shortly after T. Uh, big collapse, and Pat Cummins, the architect of that collapse, Aslav Kota, uh, will give us more in a short while. In other cricket news, New Zealand took their opening test against England by the Scruff of the neck under lights in Auckland earlier today. Trent Bolt and Tim Southey ripped through the English lineup with six and four wickets respectively to bowl England out for just 58. The Black Caps then reached stumps on 175 for three. They lead by 117 runs with seven first innings wickets in hand. In one-day international cricket, the United Arab Emirates have knocked Zimbabwe out of contention for the 2019 World Cup, that following a three-run win on the Duckworth-Lewis method in Harare a short while ago. Domestically, three Sunfoil Series matches taking place around the country. Not one ball bowled in any of those matches today due to rain in Centurion, Potterstrom and Durban. In cycling news, the UCI will use x ray technology and randomly select bikes to dismantle following races in an increased effort to fight technological fraud. That's according to the UCI. On to rugby now, the Stormers have made three changes to their pack and one to their backline for their super rugby encounter with the Reds at Newlands on Saturday. It's just one change to the starting backline that did duty against the Blues with Craig Barry in at fullback in the place of Dylan Leitz, who's been ruled out with a calf injury. Meanwhile, the Lions, coach Suace De Brains, made eight changes uh, to their team, who will uh, clash with the Jaguars in Buenos Aires on Saturday. The eight changes include uh, Malcolm Marks, who's been rested. He'll start from the bench. There's also a return for Sylvain Mahuza on the wing. Replacements uh, come in for Jacoby, Adrian, Sir Andres Ferreira and Ross Cornier. All three of them are injured and did not make the trip to South America. Following the resignation of former Blue Bulls rugby union president Gaert Wessels, the union announced today that Willem Strauss, vice president for the past four years, has been appointed as the interim president until November this year. On to uh, boxing now, United's heavyweight champion Anthony Joshua says he's feeling confident ahead of his fight against New Zealander Joseph Parker in Cardiff on the 31st of this month. The WBA Super and IBF title holder will be one belt away from becoming the undisputed champion. If he can take uh, the belt, uh, the WBO strap from Parker, he says even though he comes into this fight feeling really good, uh he's still need, uh, with a lot of experience he still needs to have done the work my no mistake i used to box with my hands here i make sure i'm right hand up here jabs coming out here it's not coming here. i'm perfecting everything and that's being confident in my ability now because i know what i'm putting in i know i haven't missed a run i know i haven't missed a boxing session but not being overconfident, thinking because i beat joe blogs last year I'm definitely going to do it against Parker this year. That's not how it works. And we always said, in one of my interviews with Cougar years ago, I said, the same oil that got me through 2019 won't, ki- won't keep the wheel spinning in 2000 and 2009, won't keep the wheel spinning in 2010. You have to park that up and start fresh. And that's what we've done this year. We started fresh. In football news, officials say Yaya Torre has pulled out of the two friendly internationals over the next week for family reasons, putting his long-awaited Cote d'Ivoire comeback on hold. Elsewhere, Cristiano Ronaldo joined his Portugal teammates for training today before the side leaves for Switzerland for their two international friendlies. The European champions face Egypt in Zurich tomorrow and the Netherlands in Geneva three days later. Further afield, Ryan Giggs started his reign as Wales manager in spectacular style with Gareth Bale scoring a hat-trick in a 6-0 thrashing of China earlier today to become the nation's leading goal scorer. And uh, looking at uh, some other football news to wrap things up. Striker Zlatan Ibrahimović is set to leave Manchester United imminently, although there's been no announcement from the Red Devils. It's understood that manager Jose Mourinho has agreed to release Ibrahimović from his present deal, which expires on the 30th of June. It's not known where Ibrahimović is going to, but there's been intense speculation recently that he will be joining major league soccer outfit, the LA Galaxy. Coming up next here on SAFM, we're going to chat some cricket. SAFM Sports Rap. It was uh, an enthralling day, to say the least, at Newlands in Cape Town today. Day one of the third test between the Proteas and Australia. And where there are South Africans, good times and great food, there's Sunfoil. This live test series, uh, test cricket action between South Africa and Australia is proudly brought to you by Sunfoil. Now we're cooking. Aslem Kota joins us now. Aslem the Proteas were cooking until shortly after tea and then the wheels came off.
1: And then, of course, uh, it all boiled and fell out of the pot because it was a really dismal performance in that period after tea. And having been at 220 for two, they are overnight now 266 for eight. And all because of uh, the way Cummins came back and bowled in that last session. He had amazing figures of uh, eight overs, three maidens, four for 12. And prior to that, he had uh, bowled 21 overs and uh, he had gone for. Uh, 50-odd runs. So it just shows that uh, he came back and turned the game on its head. And it wasn't because of uh, any menace in the pitch itself, Brad. It was so much about uh, how they just kept to their disciplines and how South Africa just seemed to fold against uh, some very good, intelligent bowling. So uh, a disappointing end uh, to a day where South Africa were, at least until tea, were were so fine front. And uh, that's why they feel very deflated this evening having uh, seen themselves now at eight wickets down, and uh, with not much uh, to really look upon tomorrow morning, apart from Elgar, who will then also be uh, resuming with Cassis and Morkel to follow. So uh, a disappointing end to what was an enthralling first two sessions.
0: Aslam, AB de Villiers as much as I don't want to point fingers he is going to have to shoulder some blame for, for that collapse he was looking very very good and and his dismissal if we have to be honest was very soft
1: well they always say that that uh, when you lose an important wicket there there's others going to follow so to me once that was a, let's just call that as as a turning point uh because you can't really um, maybe you know put the finger or, bl- bl- or point the finger at AB But I get you that he did play a rather um, a shot that disappointed everybody and saw himself caught at uh, cover. But uh, it was the lack of game awareness, match awareness, from Fartu to see Temba Bavuma and even Clinton Decoq to then hand the advantage to the Australians. They needed to knuckle down because this is a test match. And you almost got the feeling that... uh, they didn't, really, they didn't know which, which format they were playing, and that's how poor it was. And you had to blame the rest of them that followed A.B. De Villiers. He was part of a very good partnership of 128 runs with Dienerga and put South Africa into that uh, rather strong position. But it was his dismissal that, that precipitated that collapse.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk uh, some selection. You mentioned Temba Bavuma. Uh, he, he didn't get uh, any runs at all. He's back in the sides. Uh, hasn't played cricket for two months. Aslam, su- surprising in my mind. Uh, no, I'm not saying De Brain's a, a better player, but surely you can't throw somebody into this sort of arena against a team like Australia, not having played uh, competitive cricket for almost two months.
1: Yeah, it's a perplexing decision from a selection point of view, no doubt. It is a talking point up in the commentary box or in the corridors. He hasn't played for over two months. Uh, he's inactive. And uh, from what we've heard is that he actually uh, was offered to play or he was asked to play by the Cobras. And apparently for some uh, family reasons, um, we decided not to. But for me, the important thing was that uh, with a player like the Brain who's uh, in action playing, and has been batting through the series. He's been very much a part of a winning team. And to have dropped him for Temba Bavuma, as I said, pretty perplexing. And I'm sure that uh, somebody will, you know, need to be at least ask the question, or to answer to uh, why they, they made this decision.
0: The other change uh, is Mornay Morkel in for Lungi who has been nursing a bit of a, a toe niggle. Any any news on that? How serious is it?
1: Well, if it was any serious, then he wouldn't have been bowling at uh, the warm ups this morning. If that tells you enough, Brad, <laughs> we can we can stop this interview. Uh, but I don't know uh, whether they, they then just held back on him and hoping that it doesn't inflame whilst he's uh, in, engaged in the match itself. And uh, just to uh, rather keep it safe, they decided not to play him. I'm not sure because I can tell you that uh, in the pre-match warm-ups, he was very much a part of the activity there and... Uh, we then did hear that he's not going to be playing, and more fortunately, uh, is there to replace him with his experience. But uh, he's been missed very much by the attack because uh, he bowls a heavy ball, he bowls very straight, and uh, he seems to be, uh, like Cassis Urbada, learning so quickly. And uh, to not also have even the attack uh, was rather disappointing to see this morning at the start of play.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about the shining lights in that South African innings. Dean Elgar, another he, he I don't think he knows how to bat another way. He he's gritty. He's he's not pretty. It's ugly at the best of times. But uh yeah, he had a, he had a bit of a tough start, very very slow, but he, he he fought it out and uh was rewarded at the end of the day.
1: Yes, uh, but at one stage, I mean, uh, he was the one that pushed on the uh, the, the scoring rate in the company of AB de Villiers in that partnership. Where they were scoring at just over two and a half runs and over. At one stage, it went as to close, close to touching four and maybe even just beyond that. Uh, and, uh, it showed that whilst he was uh, uh, gritty in his style that he does play. uh He played positively for most of his innings. He was especially positive against Lyon, who's had the, the the better of him in the series so far. And in fact, did hit him for a six as well. So. Uh, it was an inning that was, uh, in patches, slightly different from what we've become used to, but as soon as he saw South Africa getting to this uh, spot of bother, uh, he then uh, just gritted down and played a typically uh, stout innings to at least finish not out at the end of the day on a on a very well-played 121. So uh, his reliability is at the top of the order, uh, once again showing complete value in uh, an otherwise rather dismal betting lineup or a score a scorecard Where only three players have scored uh, more than uh, double figures 31 to Hashim Amla, 64 to AB Divillis, and he's presently, as I said, uh, undefeated on 121.
0: You you mentioned not much to come. We've basically got uh, Morkel who's still in the hut, but Kahisa Rabat out in the middle with uh, Dean Alga overnight, and we've seen KG used as a as a night watchman on on a, a couple of occasions. And he's no mug with the bats. Do we do we hold any hope that he can can hold up one end with Dean Alga tomorrow, and we could possibly add another fifty, another hundred runs? Well,
1: that's a good point because he did show uh, last week that uh, he's got what it takes when it comes to backing and holding an end and also punishing the bad ball. He played probably the shot of the day today when he hit the cover drive uh, towards the latter part of uh, the, the evening's play. So, yeah, you hope that he can put uh, something like that together. Um, and in the company of Dean Elgar, even another 50 runs to just get them beyond the 200, uh, 300 mark will at least give them something to bowl at because I must say that uh, the reason why the score overnight score is so disappointing in that uh, most of the batsmen will have told them that uh, this was one of the best uh, test match pitches to have batted on all summer. That's with the three against India, the first two of uh, this particular series. And uh, this one, you would wish to bet on a pitch like this one in a test match, and uh, they didn't take advantage.
0: We've seen it in this series that it's been a, a series of of small moments and, and teams that have taken the moments while they've dominated test matches. We saw it in the first one uh, where, where the Proteas had some opportunities, but the Australians knuckled down and, and, and took the chances that they had. Same thing for the Proteas in, in the second test. Do you think this, the last session today might be one of those moments and, and Australia have played it better than the Proteas did?
1: Again, that's a good point because uh, when you you analyze the day and when you get into day three and four, you start looking back on uh, where were the turning points, the moving uh, moving moments of the game. And uh, you have to say that this spell from uh, Cummins and the way he was uh, supported by his captain and in fact forced by his captain to bowl that extended spell when he was uh, bowling so well and picking up wickets, and you rarely see these days bowlers actually get more than five, maybe six overs in a spell. But, uh, he, 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 uh, kept him on, kept the, <coughs> kept the old ball going importantly. And it was Cummins who made it talk. And, uh, so you may well, in fact, look back on this in the series or this test match does go in favor of the Australians.
0: It's going to be another interesting day tomorrow down at Newlands. Aslam Kota, thank you very much uh, for that analysis here on SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Uh, I'll be watching from first ball tomorrow. Don't forget, we'll have updates for you right throughout the day here on SAFM tomorrow and for the rest of the Test match and series.
2: I'm Tando Kamane. Nathij Aslam Kota. And you can catch us on SAFM. Bringing you all the live cricket crossings. Hashtag SABC Cricket.
0: SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, we shift our focus now to the Absa Cape epic. It was uh, another very intense day in the, the saddle, uh, a tough one, the Queen stage today. Jeff Aliff joins us before we get into the day's action. Jeff, uh, the day started on a, on a bad note uh, in the ladies' race. Uh, good evening once again. Yeah, it started off
3: um, with uh, the news that uh, during the course of last night, Kipa uh, McHills uh, had started to to wake up and, and start getting some quite severe stomach cramps, which got progressively worse. And in fact, there's a, a bit of a, a tummy bug doing the rounds at the Epic at the moment. It's affected a lot of people and uh, certainly a lot of riders also uh, having been affected. But um, she was uh, bad enough to get taken off to to mediclinic uh, with a very, very high temperature and they gave her some medicine, and they told her to come and check in again at 6 a.m. this morning. She wanted a ride. She went and checked in. The temperature was still up, and they made the call. The doctors made the call quite correctly that um, it was not going to happen, and they told her that uh, the, the, the Spurs Specialized Team would not be able to take part in the, in the stage today. And I think it's probably just as well, especially if we have a look at the way uh, Hita has raced. Over the last two stages, she's she just uh, she doesn't feel pain. She doesn't understand the, the meaning of the word pain, or you know she she just pushes herself to the absolute limits. And uh, I think it was a, a wise decision, but uh, it's sad for the race because really Ariane uh, Luty and is back to her her old form, her best form. And they were really the only the only couple that was uh, in my mind capable of, of giving, and um, Besteck specialized a, a run for their money.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and and uh, you said it uh, earlier on PM Live this afternoon, it's pretty much turned it into uh, the ladies' race, into into a one-horse race, so to speak.
3: It has indeed. You know, we've got uh, the situation at the moment where the ladies, the gap is now uh, about uh, 32 minutes, and uh, it's really Investec Songo specialised in the form at the moment uh, that uh, Annika Lankhal and Kate Courtney are in. I really can't see them uh, being challenged, you know, I, especially, uh, well, unless there's a major catastrophe. And the, the interesting thing is they're just partners as well. You know, so I've been in the motorhome last night and spent a bit of time. She's, she's lightened up considerably in the, in the company of Kate. And Kate's very loud, very bubbly. She, and, and her sense of humor really appeals to Annika. And Annika is in hysterics most of the time. So this, these two just get on so well, and that that is showing on the bicycles, and they are absolutely unstoppable. They've won the prologue, they've won every single stage, and um, you, know, you know I really can't see Mariska Strauss from South Africa, um, and Annie Last on our second on the GC with Sabine Spitz and Robin De Kroek third. But uh, it's as I said, 32 minutes, and uh, the, you know the tough part of the, of the race is over, and, and I think even if Annika and them just turn off the gas now, it's going to be super difficult for them to get beaten.
0: Let's talk about the men's race. Uh, how did things pan out there today uh, with the men?
3: The men, big disappointment for Cannondale Factory Racing. I spoke to both Manny Fumic and Andrea Abancini on the start line this morning. Both of them um, had said that this was their stage. It's a stage that suited them. It was the style of riding that they that they uh, were looking forward to. And, in fact, both of them, independently of one another, said to me they they goals of what they are going to do today is to put the other teams in the hurt box. And they were very confident that they were going to take the stage. And that didn't turn out that way because they ran into some mechanical issues, as did Investix Longo Specialized. They had a bit of mechanical issues as well, but Yaroslav Kulhavi pulled Howard Grotz back into it. But um, overall winners, Piger Eurosteel. Uh, sorry, the, uh, the, the overall stage winners went to Centurion Baudet, Nikola Robacht and Daniel Gaismeyer, the men who won the prologue, uh, took the win. And uh, Yaroslav and Howard Gotts in second place. And then in third place, Buff Scott mountain bike, Francesco Guerra Carretero, and Luis Leo Pinto of Portugal taking third. And, and I said, as I said, very disappointing for uh, Cannondale Factory Racing. They were hoping that this stage was going to punch them back into the overall lead. That's going to be an uphill battle for them from now.
0: Jeff, i could ask you to move around. You've just gone extremely quiet, unfortunately. Let's just take a quick look, if we can, at the, the African jersey. Uh, that one's also very closely watched, particularly uh, by the South African fans and, and cycling fans here in South Africa. How are things looking in that category? The African
3: jersey, well, Piger, Eurosteel, Matthias Bucus and Julian Jessup. Uh, his young partner that came in at the 11th hour. Um, they took the win today, and uh, that strengthened their position. They won from Mbuko Momsen, Dylan Rubelo and Marco Hubert. And in third place, Timothy Hammond and Arne Lutoy. And the overall results, unsurprisingly, a lot of people were wondering why it wasn't like that in the beginning, Um, is uh, Matthias Bukas and Julian Jessup out front and uh, ahead of Hendrik Kruger and Stuart Murray. It's not a a huge gap. Um, It's about three minutes, but I think three or four minutes, but I think that... uh, um uh, Matthias and Julian are just going to get stronger from here on out. And as I said to you yesterday, Brad, Nico Bell and uh, Matthew Beers, they were the, the pair that were confident of taking this title. Um, Matthew Beers still struggling with the very same virus that has taken out uh, Chita Michiel.
0: Anyway, sounds uh, like another exciting day in the saddle tomorrow. Not a long one. It's, uh, it's a time trial, Jeff. I think you, you mentioned 30-odd Ks.
3: That's right. It's our first time trial for a number of years. 2011 was, in fact, the last time trial. It's 39 kilometers, a race against the clock, 1,430 meters of climbing, so it's nothing to be laughed at. Three big climbs um, I mean it's it's not going to be an easy day out for the riders. 6.45, she's the start of the UCI men. The first pair goes off as a pair. Every two minutes, they release the next team, then the next one. 7.35, uh, the women start off. And it's a race against the clock. But as I said, there's a lot of climbing as well. And it's going to be a short stage. The the men uh, are expected back in uh, at about 9 o'clock. Um, so we're looking at about uh, 2 hours and 15 minutes odd for, for the stage time. And um, the, the top woman back in at about 10 o'clock. It is going to be, I think, uh, possibly the last opportunity for um, for the likes of Cannondale to make an impression. But to pull back that kind of time on a time trial when you've got a man with an engine like Yaroslav Kulhavi, well... Uh, I don't
0: see it happening easily. We'll have to wait and see. Jeff Ayliffe, as always, great to catch up. Thanks for your time tonight on SAFM Sports Wrap. Coming up next, we'll chat some football. SAFM Sports Wrap. On to some football now. Bafana Bafana will continue with their Four Nations campaign on Saturday when they take on host Zambia in the final that will be played at the Levi Manawasa Stadium in Ndola. On the Copper Belt in Zambia, kickoff at three in that one. Head coach Stuart Baxter has already promised to start with an entirely different starting lineup. And one of the players expected to feature is French-based attacker Keegan Dolly. The former South African under-23 international captain sat out yesterday's 6-5 win on penalties against Angola and already knows what to expect in the Copper Belt.
2: I know the atmosphere at that field because I played there before with sundowns, you know, I know um, what type of crowd they they, they get and um, I played on the field before, but I know it's not going to be easy. You know, it's never easy playing in Africa against the the home nation in front of their supporters. So for us, it's just to carry on where we left off um, yesterday and, you know, just continue and, you know, we're building to a new vision, you know, we, we, we set goals for ourselves and we're just working hard to towards achieving that goals, and I think um, winning this tournament would just um, you know give us the confidence we need when we, we play the the important games like the Afghan qualifiers, you know.
0: Bafana Bafana uh, or Dolly rather parted ways with Mamelodi Sundowns uh, team that lifted the club, the club's maiden CAF Champions League title in 2016. And he believes that the opportunity that Baxter's given the youngsters will show them that there's more to international football than just the domestic Premier League soccer.
2: I know the atmosphere at that field because I played there before with Sundowns. You know, I know um, what type of crowd they they, they get. And um, I played on the field before, but I know it's not going to be easy. You know, it's never easy playing in Africa against the, the home nation in front of their supporters. So for us, it's just to carry on where we, we left off um, yesterday and, you know, just continue. And, you know, we're we, we building to a new v- vision, you know, we, we, we set goals for ourselves and we're just working hard to, towards achieving that goals. And I think um, winning this tournament would just, um, you know, give us the confidence we need when we, we play the, the important games like the Afghan qualifiers, you know. It's a good vibe in the camp. Um, training went well. Um, we're we'll enjoying our space, you know, um, we're we'll into the final and I think uh, all the preparations has been going well. Um, it's a good squad, you know, a uh, balance between experienced players and youngsters. And it's always good to see, you know, the the the, the, the youngsters that's doing well in the PSL um, getting a chance to play for our national team, you know, because I believe that they're the future. And it's good to share my experiences with them and, you know, just tell them our life is in Europe and... You know, just um, try to motivate them more and to show them that there is um, more to life than just the PSL. And uh, you guys, uh, you guys survived a scare yesterday. Uh, do you think that has instilled more discipline and, and character uh, into 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 the team? I think uh, we played well. You know, um, it, I think we, we we dominated the game. I think we we just made a few silly mistakes. You know. Um, one with the goal that they scored, it was our mistake. And I think um, if we took the chances that we, we created throughout the game, I think it would it would have been a different story, you know. I don't think we, we deserve to go to penalties. But I think um, there are a few new faces that, that played, you know, and I think they did well when they came into the squad, you know. They, they, they didn't take long to go with the, the experienced players. And um, I think uh, credit must go to my teammates who, who put us in the final.
0: Dolly, who is now with French League one side Montpellier, struggled to get game time at his club between September and December last year. This year, however, the 25-year-old has already featured in 10 of the club's 14 matches in all competitions and believes he is progressing well.
2: When I moved to France, I knew, I, I expected things to be this way, you know, I knew I wouldn't just walk into the team. Um, for one, uh, the language is different, the way they live is different, the, the football. The style of football they play is different you know so for me um i just needed you know a few months a few games to get into the swing of things and i think um once once i started getting used to everything you know things started changing for me um i didn't play as much as i wanted to play in the first half of the season but um, i think uh when we got back after the december break um, i started getting more opportunities to play and i, I feel like um Every match I played, I gave my all and I did well, you know, so I think uh, I can just continue to grow in Europe, you know, and like I said, when I come back, uh, share my experiences with the likes of Nglovo Mukwena that, that has ambitious, ambi- ambitions to go overseas, you know, so it hasn't been easy, but, um, you know, I'm still working hard and I know what I want to achieve and I'm not going to stop working hard to, towards achieving that.
0: In the current Bafana Bafana team, some of the players that play with Dolly in League 1 include and SC's Bongani Zungu and the free-scoring striker Lebo Motiba, who netted the equaliser yesterday and has scored two goals since returning to relegation-threatened Lille SC at the beginning of this year. The School of Excellence product also believes that his football has improved since he moved to France at the beginning of last year.
2: Yeah, I think um, the intensity is as much higher, you know. I think um, it starts at training, even with the warm-ups, everyone is serious, you know, and I started um, taking everything serious, you know, and I think also with with my style of play and the way I think on the field, you know, um, there's not much space there in, in France, you know, so you, you need to know what to do with, with the ball before you even get it, so I think my decision making is much better now, and the understanding of the game, you know. Um, Yeah, I think um, I'm growing as, you know, like going forward, making better runs, tactical awareness. And, yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Bafana Bufana will play in that final on Saturday. 3 p.m. is kickoff. And that is it for SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Don't forget tomorrow throughout the day we'll be having live cricket crossings for you from Newlands in Cape Town as the Proteas continue to do battle with Australia. Uh, in the third test, uh, I think it is slightly advantage Australia following that uh, final session on day one today. But let's hope that uh, Kajisa Rabada and Dean elgar can put up uh, a bit of resistance tomorrow, add a few more runs and give the bowlers something to bowl at uh, when we do eventually get out into the middle. Thank you very much to my team in Johannesburg this evening. Uh, to Loyola and Zama, thank you for keeping things uh, together. And uh, coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the Talk Shop. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning with Janet Whitten on AM Live. Until then, you have yourself a great evening. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.